Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Hello, ladies and germs. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Dilettante Ball. I'm Johnny. I'm Spencer. Here on Dilettante Ball, we go on Wikipedia. We click a random article. And we talk about it. Yeah, we do. You know, I was thinking about this. Mm. We're, we, we've got... Um, we pick on the Brits a lot. We do. But a, a true dream of mine uh-huh. is to be on a British panel show. Yeah. Yes. I would... I've been watching panel shows, both British and Japanese recently, and I'm They're like so good. envious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why don't we have that? I don't know. I, I really don't. They're Maybe so it's because good. there are so few truly famous people in either place. They're only famous amongst themselves. Oh, wow. So they kind of are like, well, <clears throat> we're going to band together and together we'll create one big star power worth of. But all of the all of the celebrities are from here, yeah, so we could yeah all the like yeah, worldwide celebrities. Yeah, I guess I guess the closest thing we had was like I love the '80s, which I believe started out as a British panel show. Wow, I can see that. Yeah, and that's even like yeah, that's close, but not quite. And and they were not celebrities. They it were be, they were they were dancing with the stars level celebrities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they're at, at midnight is maybe semi semi. I've never watched a single episode. I yeah. fucking hate that dude. I've seen about half of an episode. Yeah. Um, but like every time I'm watching this, I'm, I'm watching this Japanese program called um, Gaki no Sky. But what does that mean? I don't know what it means exactly. And it's, I want to say the entire f- name of it is Gaki no Sky Yari Hande. Okay. Which means something to the effect of downtown is no place for kids. That's very good. <laughs> but it's just, it's like these guys, it's like, Either two or five. I'm not 100 percent sure on the breakdown. But anyway, the you don't know how many people are on the show <sighs> because there a lot of Japanese comedy is in pairs, and so there's one pair that's called Downtown. There's one pair that's called Kokoriko. Okay, and there's another guy that's just by himself named uh, depending on what year it is, uh, Sukte Jose or something. Anyway, so all five of those guys together do an annual thing for sure, and I just don't know if they're all five on the same show constantly. It's it's a weekly show. Uh huh. But they also do a yearly special. Oh, so you've been watching the yearly specials? Exactly right. Gotcha. And I say all that. We're really in the weeds. <laughs> <laughs> I say all that only to mention that during this yearly special, there will be, I don't know, 30 or 40 celebrities on. And I don't recognize a goddamn one. How famous are the pe- The one that I've been watching a lot lately is QI. That's, yeah, that was my gateway into mm-hmm. panel shows. How famous are the people on QI? I don't know. Um, I'll, I recognize like one person, f- but he's from another British show. Mm-hmm. He has, he's done nothing in America. Yeah. Um, D- David Mitchell. Yeah, exactly. Is on there a lot. That's what I'm thinking of. Um, I know I, but, and then, yeah, a lot of them, I don't know if I just know them because of the, they're on the, other British the, panel yeah, shows. Yeah. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, I recognize one Japanese celebrity because she was one of the hosts of uh, Terrace house on Netflix. Yeah. But 
I mean, if I dude, if I could get on QI, just dude. one episode, and so every now and then they'll have like an American person, or I just watched one that had a Canadian woman. Yeah, and I, it, I keep so, thinking that too. Like maybe I can be the American guy. Like, and I, that could be my niche. Yeah, like well, this is you guys are crazy when they'd be like, well, you're crazy. And right, it's like, right. No, and what fun we're having. <laughs> So anyway, if anyone who works for QI wants to hire <laughs> both of us, yeah, yeah, uh, I'd also be on Mock the Week, but I don't think I'd be very good there because I don't know what your week is like. You know, I don't know what Mock the Week is. It's exactly what it sounds like. So someone going very fast on a very um, not strong person. <laughs> you went. You did a different. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. Uh-huh. Jesus, uh, it's like <laughs> that we, joke wasn't even worth it. That. <laughs> Did we? You made another joke that wasn't worth it before we started recording. Yeah, You're, I'm in that mode right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you remember Best Week Ever? Also yeah. on VH1. Yeah. Mock it, the Week is basically that, but a panel show. Best Week okay. Ever, I think, was in the style of I Love the '80s, where it's not totally. a panel. It's just like you. Just, hey, you like those guys? Well, we ran out of decades. So, do you remember they started doing the 2000s before the 2000s were over? Uh, I didn't realize that was the time. No. Yeah. I don't That's think they like finish. We, we just got to We got to get some money now. And they also did three. I love the eighties. Right. Like they I did the two. I love the seventies. And I think they did two. I love the nineties. Well, I mean, I was watching that shit, dude. I was very into it. I was very into it for, for whatever reason. The, the biggest memory is one year we were decorating our Christmas tree. Okay. And just, there was like a marathon of, I love the eighties oh, on, and we just so watched. I love like, the eighties. That's how I found out about the state. Like I didn't oh, know. Michael no Black or like, he might have been the only one on there, but I, I didn't know about I, any. I of think those. he was. Uh, that's all. I there were like was. like half the people like were comedians that were like you know, like comedians, comedians. You know what I mean? Sure. Like no one knows who they are, but like they're the comedians in the room. Like oh, that guy's funny. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I love Mike Liam Black. Yeah, and I knew about him from um, Ed, which I was very big into. Um, I yeah okay. Anyway, you want to do our show? Yeah, let's do our show. Let's do our show. You want to get an article? Let's get an article. Okay, okay. Not so excited about this one. This is a stinker one. It's not a stinker. The sponge who could fly. That sounds fun. Also known as the lost episode is the 19th episode of the third season and the 59th overall episode of the American animated television series SpongeBob SquarePants. (laughs) Why is it called the lost episode? I think probably as a bit. Oh. The episode... I'm not going to read the whole thing. Yeah. Cause I thought you were going to say something like, um, what is it? Like season six of, uh, Dr. Who just doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. We're real Anglophiles. Well, they, and also <laughs> we know nothing about England. <laughs> Cause the BBC like taped over it. Yeah. Or it was lost in a fire. Maybe. I think they just, I think that at a time, no one thought that anyone would ever want to watch anything. Anything that happened. Again. Yeah. Even in America, they're doing that with like some stuff. It's just, a, it's so strange looking back <clears throat> on it now in a world of like internet where everyone wants, I mean, how many, how many Christmases now have we sat and just watched commercials on Yeah. On we, Christmas, we just look on YouTube from and, 1990 to 1996. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, yeah, I want to watch Doctor Who. I'm watching a Burger King commercial that I can quote word for word from when I was five. You know? Um, yeah, it's so it's so strange. I was going to say something, and I totally forget what it was. Um, last episode, taping over stuff, BBC. I don't know. Um, it's gone. You want to start the podcast over? Maybe I'll jog your memory. <laughs> I, was, I saw this video of this woman who had some sort of brain injury, and she was in the hospital for it. And I don't remember if it was permanent or not. 
Maybe it was. It was sort of like a 50 first dates scenario. Okay. And she's an older woman. Maybe, you know. Is this a real video? This or is a real a, video. Okay. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, these are the circumstances. The circumstance doesn't super matter. The point is what she did with it. So this uh, this woman's daughter would come in every day or whatever and say the same thing to her in the same way. And the mom would forget instantly what happened. You know, over, right. over the course of her day, she would forget what happened yesterday. And every time that this uh, daughter came in, she would respond the exact same way, like with the same inflection and everything every time. So it was like, it, it's sort of like illustrated how our brands are like computer programs, you know, where it's like. That freaks me out. It freaked me out a little bit, yeah. Is that cruel or does it not? It might have been, if I'm not, I might be mixing two videos up, but I want to say she came in and every time was like, oh, mom, I'm expecting or something. So like over the course of nine months, she got to constantly tell her mom this like oh, great that's news. Fun. Yeah, I might be mixing up two videos, but that's certainly one I've seen. And then the mom turned around and said, "Sorry, I didn't hear you. I was too busy blocking out the haters." <laughs> yeah, I think that was the same video. Pretty sure it was the same video. <laughs> yeah, and then her dad sneezed, and all the deer ran away. <laughs> so little, little up and down, little roller coaster. What's what's your what is something that you will always always sort of go back to and watch? Like what's the most you know like those commercials? It could be a commercial, it could right. be just what's and why do you I don't I mean I guess the commercials are just like a nostalgia thing. Right, right. Maybe what's your most nostalgic thing? Oh boy, I feel like the answer to that for me, I don't have a concrete answer, but sure. it's, it's probably something like that I don't even like to think about too much and I certainly don't want to go back and watch it for fear of it not holding up probably like I'm like in my head I'm picturing like Austin Powers too yeah the spy who shocked me is <laughs> up there yeah but kind of that's that's a good example of like boy I remember like quoting the hell out of this scene you know when I was in third grade and just all my friends yucking it up yeah and it's like oh I, I can't go back and watch a movie like that because it will ruin like a piece of my life mm-hmm you know, we just we just rewatched um, Borat just to, to to see. We were like, "There's no way, there's no way." <laughs> and boy, oh boy, you were right. Was it fucking rough? Yeah, wow. It was a bummer. <laughs> I even remember at the time watching and not being super psyched on it. Um, but uh, you know. It's, it was quotable, so there was like three or four oh, things. Oh, certainly. You know? I will never not say, Maui. Yeah, that's probably stuck with me forever now. Yeah. Which is weird. It like went away and then came back so hard. And he like doesn't even say it like that in the movie. Yeah. It's it's weird how you like have phrases like that that you latch onto and just they morph in your head. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, that's not even. Luke, I am your father? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. His name wasn't even Luke. <laughs> Everyone always gets that wrong. It pisses me off, dude. Look, uh, I am your father. Look, I'm your father. Damn it. Listen to me, please. Uh, I, th- I think I know mine. Okay. And it's the saddest thing is this is one of those things that I can't mm. get back. Okay. It's it, when I was really little, my grandparents taped Home Alone on TV. Uh-huh. And then every year at Christmas, I would watch it. Sure. So it was. It's the movie Home Alone with all of the commercials from like 1994 or whatever from like South Central Florida. Yeah. So obviously one of them, which I, I mean, I we talk about it. 
maybe nine times a day is the Sears air conditioner. Commercial. I stopped myself from mentioning it earlier in this episode. Yeah. But that was, that was on that. There was right. a commercial for like Sonic Spinball. Sure. Um, like Gatorland Kia. <laughs> that was from my hometown. We'd have that. And, and it, it just see. And like, I remember like the Game Boy pocket commercial where the oh, punch yeah. ran into the old woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was one for like a JC Penny doorbuster sales. Oh, like man. it just yeah. not, not, not even commercials that cause like the Game Boy commercial, that's sort of like In impacted me. And right. Yeah. But just, yeah, I don't give a fuck about like just shitty commercials ears that right, are on right, sale. Right. Screwdriver sets and things yeah. like that. But just all of these. Yeah. I, I just, every year I was like so excited mm. to, to watch it again right. and, and specifically for the commercial JC Penny deer, 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 Yeah. Yeah. I think that might be mine. Um, mine might, I haven't read this book in a long time, but I <clears> have read it more than any other book. I think, um, the Phantom toll booth. Sure. I just reread that since I moved to Chicago, maybe yeah. six years ago, five years ago, five years ago. Um, that might be it. It was me. pretty good, still. Yeah, I was. I was thinking maybe Harry Potter, but um, I think that that's not nostalgia. Those no, are just like those, and those like evolve with you over time. Yeah, yeah, right. The meaning takes on you know like different mm-hmm. meaning. Those are just like yeah, yeah, totally. So yeah. not those. Right. It's yeah. It's adjacent to what we're talking about, but but not exactly. That being said, I there are certain parts that I read, and I remember where I was the first time I read those parts. Yeah, like that's that's interesting. Specifically, I, I don't know why, but reading the fourth one i have the most memories of and maybe it's just because you were like <laughs> old enough like you're like 13 or something yeah you know because i i remember reading a lot of that in uh my mom used to go tanning okay so she would bring me to the tanning salon with sure. her and she would go in and tan and then i would just sit and it, it was a nail salon as well so i just sit like watching <laughs> the the lady who owned it her name was annette just paint other people's nails okay so just the smell of like nails um, of her nail polish, Potter. yeah, and I would just I would just sit in like the wicker chairs, yeah, <laughs> and read. But I only remember reading the fourth Harry Potter there. But my mom went there for years. <laughs> I love those little those little details are so good though. And then I remember I finished the fourth Harry Potter in the car mm. just as we were pulling into our driveway. Yeah, and I like closed the book and I was like so sad, yeah, and depressed because I was like. I I will have to wait so long to know what happens next. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I relate to that. I I have this, not that specific, but I remember Animorphs books came out pretty often, more often than you'd expect. Well, I think there are, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, seventeen thousand <laughs> Animorphs books. There's one for every known animal. <laughs> it's truly amazing. K. A. Applegate has really put on the work. K. K. A. Applegate's not even one person. It's just it's a team of people that were all researching things together. Wait, is that? No, that's not true. I I wouldn't be surprised. Like, you think R. L. Stein really wrote all those goosebumps? That's a good point. There's no way he did. Was you R. think R. Stephen King really writes all those goddamn books? No, that's definitely not true. Um, but you think Jesus wrote the whole <laughs> damn book? <laughs> yeah, that did definitely have some help. Uh, every time I would get them, it'd be from like the books a million and it'd yep. be, uh, we'd come home, be coming home from the mall and it'd be nighttime. And I'd just be trying to read the Animorph book by the streetlights that we passed. <sighs> yeah. Like on the highway. Books a million reminds me of, this is going to be a nightmare for anyone to listen to. Like, um, <laughs> they used to do a Pokemon. Yeah. I was part of that league. Yeah. Same. Mm-hmm. I would never battle. I would just go hang out with people, talk about Pokemon cards, do some trades. Oh, uh, that, that like makes my heart hurt. 
I've, like so, I have so like pure and innocent, but you were, were you scared to, to battle or you just didn't play? I just didn't know how that makes it worse for me. I, I, I was really into Pokemon cards for a long time. They're great. And I have n- never played a single battle, man. It's not, um, a great game mechanically compared to good games. You think they fixed it? No, I know they haven't. <laughs> what they've fixed is like they've gotten rid of some of the like crazy cards sure. or like they're like oh I guess we can't we can't just have a card that says draw seven cards that's a bad card if you say so <laughs> yeah. I literally have no idea how the game works yeah I mean I know you put the little fish tank uh, marbles on top of your card <laughs> yeah those are the damage counters yeah now just in any in any card game the most powerful thing you can do is draw cards because that's like the main sure. unit of currency you know what I mean yeah um, yeah I don't, yeah I stopped going after a while to, to go play Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> the Dragon Ball Z card game. Sure. There were more people playing, not this isn't the case, but more people started playing Magic during my Pokemon League, and I couldn't do that. I couldn't play Magic. My mother wouldn't let sure, me. Sure, sure. And so I had to go find a new card game, just on my own. I was like, well, I'm not. Yeah. There's less people here to play Pokemon with. What was this cool Dragon Ball Z thing? There you go. Yeah. Man, po- Pokemon might be like, up there too uh, specifically like the show and actually oh fuck oh yeah i remember staying home sick and watching the uh, butterfree episode oh, and just crying um i when i was home i found this Whoa! It's, uh so i had what is that i had that it's the official pokemon handbook so it's just it's just um all it's it's like a uh, um a pokedex ah! basically but from the when there were only 150 i had this yeah where the hell did my mom put my book i don't know wow it's pretty that's cool. cr- i distinctly remember that yeah. like i could have gone my whole life never having remembered it but seeing it i instantly was like yeah i have that somewhere isn't that weird to yeah. see to like <sighs> pretty weird brains are crazy yeah i Agree well, with you. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> I think we're the only we're the only podcast in the game that records this way. I think you, you think anywhere. Maybe not. Because if we're not, in the same room, why wouldn't it just use like a real setup? Yeah, but this was so much cheaper. It was way cheaper. <clears throat> and I, I, you know, I've said it before, I say it again. I think we sound fine. I think we sound great. Yeah. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.